welcome the St. Augustine's this Christmas. It's our hope that each one of you would come to know the same great joy that the shepherds knew that first Christmas night. That like them, your fear would turn to rejoicing. That you too would hear the good news of glad tidings that the God of all creation has declared his everlasting goodwill toward man. That he himself is our peace. That his very name is Emmanuel, God with us. God who came this holy night to forever be with us and for us in our flesh and blood. Our poverty, our hopes, our fears, our loneliness, our need, our rejoicing. Our dear, shabby, sorry little corner of creation that matters so much to the eternal, almighty God that he emptied himself of everything except love, to be born here among us in barn. A poor boy reaching out his arms for his mother, for you and for me. Have you heard that good news yet? Has the joy of that good news sunk in? Maybe. You haven't heard it before. Maybe you have heard, but the joy hasn't gotten through yet. Or maybe you've heard it so many times that you've stopped really hearing it. Or stopped believing it, like the child you once were. It's ironic, you know. A few days ago, I was talking with a friend of mine who works in retail. Not a good time here to work in retail. She was telling me that part of her dread is this time of year because of how stressed out and on edge everyone who comes into the store seems to be. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men seems not to be a message that's gotten through to the throngs of holiday shoppers. She told me, it's like people are ready to jump down your throat with the smallest thing. The rest of the year, most people are fine, but Christmas? The monster comes out. I laughed when she said that, but part of me went inside because I know full well that I've made that holiday monster to some poor clerk more than once. My wife chimed in at this point to say that she sees the same thing in the way people drive this time of year. I wonder if you've noticed that too. People are on edge and more aggressive, more cutthroat and wild west, even than normal bouts. She said that not long ago she'd been trying to switch lanes to take an exit somewhere in North Dallas near the mall, and a blonde woman in a Cadillac SUV slowed down to let her get past, which was nice, but apparently thought my wife wasn't doing it fast enough because she started pumping her whole arm around like this, literally shouting, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not exactly peace on earth, is it? Now, of course, You've been to the mall, you know there are perfectly understandable reasons for this. <coughs> a jam-packed shopping mall or holiday shopping traffic is apparently enough to turn the average mild-mannered citizen into a crazed cartoon villain. But I do wonder if there's something more at work here than the plain old stress of rushing around to get everything ready for the holidays. I wonder. 
stress because she felt like she had to be perfect, especially this time of year. The perfect kids, perfect family, perfect house, perfect looks, and that it all had to come together on an absolutely perfect Christmas night that she was responsible for making happen. I wonder if the pressure of all that was killing her. I wonder how many people in the shopping mall are stressed, not only because of all the chaos, but because they desperately want to find the presence that will somehow mend the broken relationships in their lives. Some kind of bottle gift that somehow says, I love you more than I know how to say, more than I've been able to say, and I'm going to do better at loving you next year. I promise. I don't wonder, because I know, how many people struggle over the holidays because they bring up a flood of memories. And people we love that aren't here anymore. Or bring to mind the grown-up children we wish we could protect like we used to. You know what Scrooge would say? He would say, bah humbug to the whole thing, wouldn't he? And you know, if Christmas is nothing more than a holiday to celebrate the wishes and dreams of the human heart, then Scrooge is probably right. Scrooge has a point, you know. All of this business about peace on earth and goodwill toward men, well, it's almost cool, isn't it? I have a holiday that gets all of our hopes up to the point where they're inevitably going to be dashed, disappointed. If it's up to us to make Christmas come, we're never going to be able to do it, no matter how many carols we sing. Maybe we can for a season of our life, but it doesn't last. As the prophet Isaiah said, all flesh is like grass, and the grass withers. Scrooge is right, we might say. Bah humbug. All the dreams and hopes and expectations of Christmas are too much for us. They're downright cruel. We can't achieve peace on earth no matter how long we try. We can't fix what's broken in our families or find what's missing in our hearts, so it's better to just stop trying. Better to just not get our hopes up this time of year. That's the bitter wisdom of Scrooge. My brothers and sisters, I preach peace and joy tonight, not as a cruel trick. I preach glad tidings of goodwill toward men, not as a consoling myth or a fairy tale that helps us sleep at night. I don't believe in tricks. I don't believe in fairy tales. I believe in speaking what is true. And the truth of the gospel. Despite everything that the church has sometimes done to get in the way of it, is that God became man so that we might be reconciled to God. God became us so that we might become like Him. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only son to be born in a manger, to live the life of a poor man, and to die on a cross. Not to condemn the world, but to save the world, so that all who come to him might not perish, but have eternal life. On Christmas, the eternal and almighty God took on flesh and spoke to us in words that we can understand. The God whose name is Emmanuel, the God who is with us, is a God we can talk with like a friend. Jesus, you know, has called us his friends. God did this not just once, 2,000 years ago, but again and again, every time someone reads or proclaims his word, every time people gather to worship, every time he hears our prayers, every time he reaches out and touches our very hands and lips with his body and blood. You have never met a mere mortal, C.S. Lewis said. You and I were made to know God and enjoy Him forever, to be kings and queens in the everlasting kingdom of heaven. And on Christmas, the radiant beams of love's pure light broke through into our land of darkness and opened up the way back to our true home. If it's up to us to make Christmas come, if it's up to us to make all of that, we're never going to do it. A hope of Christmas is too much for us to bear on our own, to carry on our own shoulders. If it's up to us to make Christmas come, all it will amount to in the end is a celebration of the lucky few that have what this world has to offer, with the rest of us outside in the cold, looking in at the window and wishing that we, too, had some peace, joy, and love in our lives. Thankfully, it's not up to us. Because Christmas was not our idea. It was God's. When the first Christmas came, it came to those who were poor, frightened, and hopeless. It came to young Mary, giving birth in a barn. It came to poor Joseph, surely ashamed that all he could provide for his pregnant wife was a bed of straw in a smelly stable and scared to death. It came to shepherds, poor boys who counted for nothing and slept under the stars. There was no royal fanfare when the king of kings was born. No one except a few shepherd boys even knew that that silent night was the hinge upon which the whole world turned from death and pain to joy and glory. Friends, this hope and joy can come to you too, to those whom you love, and even, thank God, to our enemies. There is nowhere and nobody that's beyond its reach. On Christmas, God didn't just come to those who have, to the great and the good, the righteous and the rich. He came to them, yes, but he also came to be sinners, 
to the poor, the yearning, the lonely, the dying. Whatever land of darkness we dwell in, on us his light has shined. The gospel is good news of great joy for all people everywhere. All around us this night is going to be filled with fanfare and feasting and figgy pudding and money. All trying to lift up our hearts to the impossible dream of the Christmas of our own name. Enjoy it, yes. Sing the carols, yes. I will too. But I pray also that this holy night, here in the silence, you would hear instead the voice of the angels. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Do not be afraid, for see, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He himself is our peace.